0: and welcome back to a sophisticated podcast made by unsophisticated people today we have a special guest over here would you like to introduce yourself
1: absolutely yeah my name is kathan and i am uk's youngest flight instructor
2: Jeez. <laughs> our podcast our podcast is flying to the skies
0: all right so <laughs> let's do our you know a little routine and ask the crew how is everyone doing
2: yeah doing good doing good procrastination is taking over do you know how exams come closer and then you're like oh i don't want to do okay i'm gonna wake up gonna do this 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 <sighs> next thing you know it's dark outside yeah And you're like oh let me just watch something and go to bed innit? it <laughs> so that's been happening to me <laughs> sothak
3: yeah man like i can totally relate you know like how we always talk about this how netflix is always more more attractive when when you have deadlines due so like during the start when I didn't, I wasn't watching much. But now my, my logins have just increased in the past few weeks.
1: So, yeah.
0: And the special guest himself. How are you doing, Kathan?
1: Yeah, very well. Thank you. Um, again, procrastinating for the exams. Um. Yeah, that's about it. And uh, not getting any flying done in the lockdown.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we all, universally just procrastinating at this point.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: it's just the weather honestly the weather and the yeah. uh, the daylight
3: it's 4 o'clock and it's already like dark when you look outside what, what more motivation do you need in life
0: I think um, something about sunlight is like strongly linked to how well you feel like in terms of energy wise and concentration so you know I might have to take some vitamin D boosters <laughs> <probably. laughs> alright so let's move on to the weird news segment. New
3: time. We're nice news time. Weird news.
0: News time. News t- oh, sorry. News time. <laughs> um. So as the host, I get to choose who goes first. And since sothic loves putting me first every time he hosts, Mr. sothic <laughs> Patel, please go ahead. All
3: righty. I have a pretty cool one, you know. Like the the list for the most used passwords of 2020 just were released and. You know, like I just wanted to uh, like ask you guys to guess what do you think would be the most used password? Uh COVID. Oh I, that's a good one.
0: I would say password. One yeah.
3: two three. Uh uh I'd say one, two,
1: three, four, five.
3: You say one two three four five. It's actually one two three four five six. And then <laughs> there's one two three four five six seven eight nine passwords number four. I would All expect right. COVID to be there. Like, there, it isn't there. Uh, but yeah, and the there's mainly numbers. And the 10th one is Senha. S-E-N-H-A. And I was like, what does that mean? Apparently means password in Portuguese. So we're, we're not really getting more creative as as a civilization, are we?
1: I was actually helping my uncle the other day um, on his computer. And yeah. then uh, the first thing um, is um, I asked him, what's the password? Yeah. And then... Uh, after about five or six minutes, um he comes back and like, put one in
2: and <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Just number one.
1: Just number one. <laughs> Shouldn't there be
0: like um restrictions by the website saying like you can't put passwords that simple or like you can't have just have numbers? I just think they do. For- um
1: but not on the um, startup or for computer. I don't think there is. Oh, okay.
3: And I think, like, those ones are for, like, usually, like, government websites or, like, uni websites or stuff like that. But, like, 90% of things that on the internet, like games and stuff, they just, you do whatever you
2: want.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Aniket, what's your weird news?
2: Uh, it's actually a quite weird one. It links back to our, um, you know, extraterrestrial episode. Uh episode two so recently so this so these guys who uh you know state officials of yita in america they were they went to count sheeps but they found like a big metal um thing in the middle of the canyon and it's 12 feet or around 10 to 12 feet tall and three to six meters like which is three to six meters and it's plot it's like it's just literally horizontal no vertically just there <laughs> and um they claim that it just flew overhead of them and just planted to the ground um they don't know what it is but it's a if you search it up uh utah uh, metal that i think probably you should get to that but it's a really really strange looking one um yeah it's just
0: it's a little present from uh, the aliens out there
2: yeah it's like oh are we alone are we not so episode 2 is, is to one look for
3: I think like I saw uh, before and after like there was uh, some images in history which had the same thing like it was a similar landscape with that kind of a, with that kind of a structure just stuck and planted and now they showed the present so they're saying that it may have moved I don't know and it's been there already or something but we just found it I don't know
2: mm. could be
0: could be alright i go theories. next Um, so I recently read that a pet parrot saved a man from a house fire in Australia so in the middle of the night um, the parrot saw that the house was on fire he sensed it and he went straight to the owner's room and started yelling and screeching at the um, owner and the owner woke up from all the sound and was able to see that there was smoke in the room and he was able to um, quickly evacuate from the house and Fortunately, no one died in the
2: fire.
3: That must be a smart parrot, domesticated wa- parrot. It's 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 crazy, man. Animals and and their loyalty goes to another level.
2: Yeah, I think they have like a fourth sense. Fourth, sixth, sixth sense. sense. That's Spidey it. Spidey sense. <laughs> <laughs> sixth sense behind, lighting like, them. Yeah, so it just goes.
3: <clears throat> when are you gonna get a parrot, cat?
2: I was, but then uh, things happened. Things happened. <laughs> uh, I want a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, lastly, um, Catherine, do you have any special news from the aviation world? Special, weird. Um,
1: yes, um, this was actually um, this earlier this week um, where a man, um, I forgot where he, they, they were, um, but he was actually working at the airport and he wanted to go for a flight and um, there was this plane taking off on a runway and he decides to jump on the wing, hoping he could, he could um, go for a flight. <laughs> so yeah.
2: Oh no! So he actually sat on the wing.
1: Yeah, he actually jumped on the wing, got on the wing, um, and then the security came and got him off. Oh no!
0: All right. So um, hypothetically speaking, right, if mm-hmm. the man was able, if the flight was able to take off with a man on the wing, right, what's the um, the likelihood that he would actually make it to the destination without dying
1: it is i would say minus one percent <laughs> <laughs> um firstly because um, lack of oxygen up there mm-hmm. um yeah. so as you get higher the oxygen goes down um then uh, um you have the temperature goes up there the plane flies at minus 60 degrees so it might freeze to death <laughs> um and yeah um it's just the airflow you know because um, it's on the wing and the plane's traveling at what about 400 miles an hour and I certainly would be blown away by the air uh, blowing all the wings. Um, dumb. So,
3: so no, no Tom Cruise kind of like road nation kind of action. Yet. No,
1: no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For all the viewers who
0: got ideas after hearing that, it's, uh, it's a minus one percent according to the professional himself.
1: yeah i I mean to be honest tom tom cruise did actually did it for real but he was tied to the straps and everything yeah Yeah. i watched them
3: behind the scenes and they took like 15 retakes or something yeah it wasn't easy or something yeah it was hard and he had to wear like lenses so his eyes don't get like like blown over or something like that's it yeah he had to do so much precautions so it's not it's not like you can do it yeah no no, nice it'll be a minus minus
1: hundred not even minus one yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a car where yeah, you know you just jump yeah. in and a ride
0: uh, cool alright I... so that concludes the end of our news time um, news time we're going to move on to a special segment that we plan to do for um featured guests and it's called the quick fire segment Questions. but in but... the
3: case of our pilot thanks to a good friend of ours we, we made up something else Anika would you like to say it?
2: um so before i reveal why we have named this uh special segment we would like to thank uh, violet perfumes for sponsoring this episode and more information will be followed soon but the special segment name instead of quick fire we mean named it spitfire around
1: hey. so get it get
2: it spitfire <laughs> it's
0: like a plane um, um just out of curiosity have you we have have you ever flown like a um military plane, Kathan? Like a
1: Spitfire? Um, I have flown in one, I've not flown one myself, no.
0: Is it any different um, from like a regular plane?
1: Oh definitely, definitely. They are the most hardest planes you can fly.
2: I like the engine, right? It's so like the, Yeah. It just
1: the goes engine, for it. Yeah, yeah, because um you think that big planes are hard, but they're not hard. These small <laughs> planes are hard. Um, the <laughs> amount of buttons they have, um and everything is uh, yeah. And they're expensive
2: now. All right.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Spitfire, who will, All right. which will, will be hosted by Southak. Yeah. Uh,
2: and...
3: All right, Catherine. So as it's a quick fire round or Spitfire round in our case, it's basically, I'm going to ask you about 10 questions and you can just answer using one word or one phrase. And mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll go into the juice later on. So... Uh, The first question is, who's your biggest inspiration? It can be anyone, not just like another pilot or or another athlete or whatever, whatever you want.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, first one is Captain Joe. He's a YouTuber, Mm -hmm. Uh, almost famous YouTuber, aviation YouTuber. And the second one is uh, Michael Gullion. He's a Red Bull Air Race pilot. That's awesome.
3: Uh, What's uh, your favorite plane and uh, company? Uh, boeing airbus
1: that's not yeah too old, no. i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> i think if i said the answer I'm, I'm gonna have fight with my colleagues <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it used to be um i really liked the boeing 787 just because of um the design of the nose and the design of the wing flex um until i flew on the very first british chevys eight fifty one thousand. 1000 um oh, wow. they're just so much um you know they're just elegant planes <laughs> and I, I and i went into the into the cockpit yeah,
3: that must have been special uh what's your favorite type of glasses cuz uh we've seen you like wear ray-bans while 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 like taking a flight
1: yeah um they are ray-bans um, that, but that's only when i'm on holiday um, <laughs> cause to be honest i've lost about 7 pairs of ray-bans just oh, no. for getting them in the planes cuz as instructors, you tend to work on so many planes in a day, um, and then, uh, yeah, I just forget them. <laughs> so, yeah, my my favorite pair would be, you know, the one that I get from Specsavers. <laughs>
3: okay, and what's your proudest moment so far in your short career?
1: Yeah, the proudest moment, um, it would be when I was, um, you know, when I passed my test um, and uh, became the youngest instructor in the UK. Yeah, that, 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 the
3: like watching the interview was a proud moment for us as well, man. No, absolutely. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your dream car? I know that like, you love planes, but what about on the road?
1: It's got to be Ferrari. Ferrari, Ferrari. and planes go well together.
3: Do you like the new ones or the classic, like the older ones?
1: I like the newer ones.
3: You like the newer ones. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what's the favorite location you've traveled to? I'm gonna ask you like twice.
1: Like you've flown to, and also just been on holiday. Yeah, um, the flown to the favorite location was um, to I would say Philippines. Um, and uh, yeah, that was quite good. We got treated very, very, very nicely. <laughs> and uh, the other travel to, I would say I don't travel much. I just um, yeah, I just tend to fly um, because I I only got a car about a few weeks back. So I, I would say, actually, France, because we flew there just for to be, to get some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's,
2: that's crazy. That story cracks me up. Yeah. Just to get lunch, you go in France.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had nothing to do the, on that day. And um, me and um, the director of the flight school, we thought, you know, let's go for a ride. And uh, we needed to go something which was an hour on, hour and a half away. And we thought, why not go to France? <laughs> Um, what, did and, you, yeah, we, what
3: did you end up having?
1: We ended up having, I think it was cheese on toast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh no. Uh, yeah.
3: all, all the like uh, petrol heads like will be like, yeah, he traveled that long for that. And all the this yeah. will be like, well, well, what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, well, that was an expensive cheese on toast. <laughs> <laughs> really
2: expensive.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so uh, what's
3: the longest flight you've ever been on
1: um personally flown uh myself um was um uh, the one that that um I did flew to philippines oh,
3: okay um oh. yeah. well, we'll get into that because that's a very interesting story afterwards it is uh what's your favorite snack like or like in general and also while you're on the plane like working
1: um yeah, well, in general. I'd say in in the plane, you know, you can't have curry in a plane. (laughs) Um, So I I would say uh, it's Haribo's because I can, you know, easily sneak it into my pocket and yeah, yeah, have it whilst I teach. (laughs) It's just different sort of, uh, you know, fun to have Haribo's and teach because in school I used to have Haribo's and, you know, do maths. (laughs) What's
3: the worst weather you've flown in?
1: The worst weather was uh, when we got struck by lightning in thunderstorms at um. night time um, and our weather radar failed. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Sorry,
0: yeah, a that's quick question. So yeah. how can you tell if you're struck by lightning? Is there like some kind of voltmeter in the plane or is there a, way, a special way? Um,
1: of... No, there are static wicks on the plane which dis- discharges um, any lightning that occurs. Um, but you only get to know that you got struck by visual inspection after you land. So oh. after we landed there was a small um a paint chip on the wing, and that's how we knew that we got struck by lightning
0: um. but do you feel it when you're actually uh driving the plane
1: not not when you're not when you got get struck by lightning but um when you're flying you definitely um you know you most likely you know that you've been struck by how close the lightning occurs to you
0: oh okay
3: did it
1: was it like scary like did you flinch or something i know you're inside but like well, um, happen, But to be honest uh we were you know um in the cruise flight happily watching netflix um and <laughs> all <netball>. of, yeah <laughs> all of a sudden um you get thrown about quite badly um yeah. and um we, we didn't realize that we had just entered a massive thunderstorm <laughs> um uh, and then it was game one from there yeah no one at this. Yeah.
3: Uh, have you ever, like, okay, would, this is a would you rather one. Would you rather run out of fuel midair or really have a
1: really heavy turbulence? Um, I would actually have really heavy turbulence. Um, I don't mind turbulence. But running out of fuel midair, it, that depends where you are. Um, <laughs> because if you're quite low and you run out of fuel, um, well, firstly, you'll have to find somewhere to land um which is a field or airfield nearby if you're over water then you know you kind of screwed up there <laughs> um uh so yeah i would rather have turbulence um rather than uh, running out of fuel because planes are designed so well these days um to you know hold certain amount of g-force um and i don't think turbulence pushes it that much so that it yeah. can break the plane away i
3: think like- you guys have this, like when I travel myself, like and uh, you know how they, they have the map on, When the plane's on the water, I'm always scared. Like when it goes on land, and I'm like, okay, if anything happens, at least we'll land somewhere. No.
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, even if the plane has an engine failure over water, um, it's got two engines, so um, it's unlikely that both of them fails. Okay. But even if if it, if both of them does do fail, um, that you know planes can glide for such a long distance. Um, and I'm that it will definitely make it to somewhere. All right. Less less <laughs> anxiety for me. And what's if the
0: not, what's the viability of um, a plane landing on water? Is it possible? Is it um dangerous?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um as uh, it was demonstrated to us by Captain Sully. Um he landed it on the water. Um so it's definitely possible, but um you've got to have a lot of things in your favor, such as the wind uh, direction, um the water you know um water waves yeah yeah and also how you land it (laughs) so
0: yeah all right so that i think that that concludes our spitfire segment
3: uh
0: so let's move on to the more longer and the more juicier questions um so i think i'll go first since i'm the host um so kathen um i know that you wanted to be a pilot from a very young age uh, could you just tell us your story from when the interest grew to the very first time that you flew a plane?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I, this goes back to, um, say, 2005, five six, when I used, used to be back in India. Um, my dad used to take me to this um, small airfield where we used to go and just sit and watch planes take off and land. And uh, from then onwards... um it's 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 called aviation bug that once you've got it you know you've got it
3: <laughs>
1: mm. um and um yeah from that uh, time onwards always wanted to fly those things um especially when uh, you know some of our relatives uh go abroad and we go to drop them off and uh, you see um i see the big planes and it's like yeah i need to fly that thing <laughs> <laughs> i want to fly it and uh it's it's just like when you stand next to one it's, you think how does that thing even stay up in the air mm. um and uh, yeah and since that day onwards i got um aviation bug and um, from then um when i when i came to uk um pursued my you know uh, aim and um, i used to actually hang out at heathrow i mean i still do <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, on Terminal Five, um, just by where the W H Smith is.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Um, yeah, and um, I I just um, uh, you know hang out there and uh, catch any pilots that are coming out <laughs> after the flight. Um, Do you
3: get any special clearance or not
1: yet? No, not uh, well. Um, that depends if I'm if I'm flying or not flying. Oh God. I can't get it you if I'm not flying. <laughs> Have
3: you ever landed on Heathrow?
1: No, no. Heathrow's, you know, um, Heathrow is one of the most easiest, uh, but one of busiest as well. Yeah. Um, and then I used to ask pilots like, "How did you become a pilot, and what do you think I should do?" I still do, <laughs> you know, when I'm at Heathrow, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, might as well do something. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I went to school. Um, always wanted to be a pilot, even then. Um, and. Uh, then i got i heard about air cadets and i you know they said oh yeah you got to go flying it's like yeah i'm signing up then
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh and then in 2015 i got my very first flight which was um only 24 minutes nice
2: which plane was it to...
1: no. that was a grob tutor because i think yeah. Air, uh, yeah air cadets um operate grob tutor
0: <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um
1: touch with like your first ever flight instructor a
3: second are you still in touch with your first ever flight instructor
1: oh yes yeah uh, my first instructor is in portugal
3: okay
1: um when i was in dubai last year um after i got my license um you know we lost contact but i was in dubai and i posted on my instagram um yeah. dubai story and he was like i'm in dubai too i'm like whereabouts so like um I can't remember the place. So I'm like, yeah, here. They're like, yeah, I'm I'm right there as well. <laughs> and then we actually that's... met up and we had dinner together. Ah. Oh,
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so after gaining gain your um sorry, um after flying for the first time, your natural progression was to become a flight instructor, am I right?
1: Um, no, it wasn't actually. Um after flying for, I always wanted to be a, you know, commercial pilot. Never wanted to Never thought about becoming an instructor until um, until actually last to last year, um, I would say March, sorry, January 2018, oh, sorry, 19, um, where I had two options. I could either, you know, go and pass my ATPL exams, which has 14 theory exams. So I could either go and pass those, which takes at least um, six months to a year. Or, I could um, go and become an instructor, and then, because uh, I, I I thought you know if I do the exams, I still have to pay for flying. Whereas if I do the instructor course, I don't have to pay for flying. Someone else does, and I just yeah, uh, and I give up my time. So yeah, and then I decided to go for the instructor course. No,
3: that's kind of like a flying apprenticeship
1: in a way.
2: Yeah, it it is yeah. Way, yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, what were the steps to becoming a flight instructor?
1: Um to become a flight instructor firstly you've got to have PPL. Um it's um you've before you you um you had to have commercial pilot license. But oh, now yeah. it's just um private pilot license. Um but with that you've got to have certain amount of hours um which is I think 250 hours at the moment. So you've got to have um, minimum of 250 hours. To just start your training. All right.
3: How many flights is that roughly? Do you think?
1: Um. Well, if you if you can't, you know, um, one hour flight. That's um, at least two fifty flights.
2: Um. <laughs> so, that must uh, be a really really long time, because you don't yeah. you don't get to fly every every day. And it probably took how long did it take you? Did it take you like a year, two years?
1: Um. See, I, I was lucky in a way that um. I got some work experience at um, the local flying school. Okay. And um, they had a couple of planes that uh, had to go very, you know, um, at least I would say once a week mm. in and out of Elstree. Yeah. Um, so I got to build my hours that way. But it took me a year, I would say, to build uh, these hours. All
2: right. You mentioned your PPLs and how you did them to actually get your ATP, eight AT, alt. Mm-hmm. ATPs, um, yeah. Yeah. Um. I heard that you know you did your PPLs doing GCSE, and you actually managed to get like almost full marks in your PPLs. Like, how did you manage to, you know, achieve that much during you know, uh pressurized, pressurized, you know, time because you had GCSEs as well. Yeah,
1: um, GCSEs. Um, I don't like studying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so GCSEs and A levels. Um, where um. Yes, I was, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I would say, forced to do them. <laughs> yeah. Whereas um, any study you give me in flying, you know, I will just uh, do it without them. Um, it's just a motivation. Um, mm. I had the motivation to actually study. And um, I actually st- studied for the exams before I even started my <laughs> license course. <laughs> so I knew everything about the exam before I even started the course.
2: Yeah. So if people don't know... Uh, we went to school with Cathan here, and everyone was together in the same year group. That's and it. one day, I <laughs> go into the library, and this guy's just studying like aviation stuff. And there was like two or three weeks left to the actual GCSE math GCSE exam. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm studying for my flight exam." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. good luck, man.
1: <laughs>
2: so it yeah. was—it was just so crazy how 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 um you know motivated and determined you were to do your flight thing
1: yeah and th- i think that that's the reason i got um, high marks because um, yeah. it yeah i just uh, i just like aviation studies
2: yeah do you think um air, air cadets had to play a major factor of who you are right now
1: yeah definitely um air cadets is um it, it's um it's basically the main reason i am who i am Um, Not just flying wise. I mean, I only got to fly once out of my, you know, I would say six years um, of being there. But um, it gives you um, all those life skills that, you know, you would have never had, Mm. Um, like leadership skills, communication. I mean, the the ones that these two that I mentioned, they're actually most important in uh, becoming an instructor. Yeah. Because if you're not a good leader, you know, you can't communicate well. Um, How will you be able to teach someone?
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: And I think those um, steps actually start from Air Cadets. And I actually Mm. took them out, took them away from Cadets.
2: Yeah. Nice. And it's such... uh, I went went with you as well, as you know. But it's such an amazing time because you make friends and you still keep in touch with them. And that's how they shape you. It's It's not like you know 100 it's not exactly like the raf where they just bombard you with like you know strict instructions but they no, just no. they just guide you to a right path where you, where you need to be
1: absolutely it's just i would i would say it's like mini raf um where they yeah. teach you the discipline and um and yeah
2: any Maybe funny like stories from, Air no, Cadet?
1: from um <laughs> i don't know actually um i think um no i don't have any funny stories okay. <laughs> yeah well,
2: maybe you'll come to you later on
1: Probably yeah maybe come to me later yeah. In, yeah
2: um yeah so you know we follow you as we know we know you for a long time and we saw you deliver a plane across the world i believe it was the philippines as you yeah. mentioned before mm-hmm. how, how did how did that opportunity arise and like how did it happen because it's so unusual for a flying instructor especially a beginner um, to fly across the world. How did it happen?
1: Absolutely. Um. So, I know this some um, captain, and he has his own aviation management company. All right. And he does a uh, lots of ferry flights. So ferry flights is basically, um, where you deliver a plane to somewhere. Um, so he does um, he does all the ferry flying, and he yeah. he does some, um, adventurous flying that you know um, not everyone get to do, um, and. This um, I was revising actually on a um, oh, Wednesday, and then yep. I got a call. I get a call from him um saying, uh, "Katan, do you want to come to me? Come with me to Philippines?" Um, I said, "Yeah, when?" He said, "Well, on Friday." <laughs> mm. Um, I said, "Yeah, that not mind." Um, so, you know, um, we did all the paperwork and everything, and uh, we set off on Friday. All right. Um, but, um I actually knew him from a long time back because um, when I used to work uh, do work experience for the flight school yeah um he uh, I actually did a couple of ferry flights for him within UK, up north mm-hmm. and everywhere. Um, so I actually knew him from a long time back um, and uh, yeah, that's how I got to got the flight.
2: <laughs> nice. So you went from London
1: Yeah, so the captain actually brought it from the factory. Um, okay. So where, where they make the plane Um So you actually went to US um, Got it from the factory Oh, um, was it a Boeing? No, no, it was a Beechcraft Baron Oh, okay um, I can't remember where they make it now um, Yeah uh, But it was straight up from the factory um, The plane had about half an hour Of its uh, life the,
3: Is that the newest flight you've ever
1: flown on? That's the, yeah, the yeah. brand new um, <laughs> Brand new plane you know, I would like literally wear gloves How's, and fly the plane. <laughs> how is a
3: brand new plane smell compared to a brand new car
1: smell? <laughs> oh, literally, literally just like a brand new plane. <laughs> it, it smells quite luxurious inside. Um, All you right. Know, because, uh, it, you know, if you're spending about um, 1.2 million pounds on something, you expect it to be, you know, quite 20, nice. wow. Yeah, you want, you, you want to smell nice in there. <laughs>
0: were you scared that um because it was so new, there might be something wrong? Having, like, oh, test.
1: definitely, definitely. I asked the captain, I was like, "Shall we wear gloves to operate the plane?" Because <laughs> 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 it's it's actually so brand new that you know you think you're gonna break something. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah. So, firstly, he brought a um from USA, yeah, he flew to Iceland. Um. From Iceland, he brought it to Elstree, and I joined him in Elstree. Um. And then from Elstree, we flew to Malta, okay. and then. Uh, we were lucky that we got to stay there a night um, in a hotel, yeah. um, so that was our last night that we were, <laughs> you know, going to sleep. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we set off the next day Malta to Egypt, mm-hmm. um, Egypt to Abu Dhabi, yeah. Abu wow. Dhabi to India, um, India to Thailand, Thailand to Malaysia, and from there to Philippines. Wow. wow. Absolutely. Um, yeah yeah so that was uh you know seven, just to seven, give
3: context like to to the listeners like this was during covid that's why like uh he said that he they were allowed to go out in malta but the rest of the countries they went so can you describe the experience like once you land in those other countries what you're made to do
1: yeah absolutely um when, when we landed on the country we actually like criminals (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's like um, because they actually what they do is we land we park um, they actually make a box around us um, that we're not allowed to go outside the box um, because they think we've got COVID (laughs) Um, although you know we've been checked like 50 million times (laughs) yeah Um, so they and we're not allowed to go outside the box and um, because of our flight plans um, we only have about you know an hour and a half maximum uh, on the ground before we take off again. Um, And each sector is about seven and a half hours at least. Um, So we used to take it in turns. just like um, we take off and land together, but in the cruise, um, he goes to sleep, I fly, then I go to sleep, he flies.
2: So, okay, really important question. Yeah. If you need to pee or, you know, what do
1: you do? Um, no, literally, we had um, in those three days, I had I think about two snack bars, okay, and five um, we used to um have the five-hour energy shots. All right, he oh, um, got it from us. Um, oh. so I think I had five of those, um, two can of cokes, and um, two snack bars. That's it.
2: So there was no need to you
1: know excrete. <laughs> no, no, luckily, no.
2: <laughs> okay. That was, a, that was a smart, smart planning. Imagine you're flying for like seven hours and it's a small plane, right? There's no toilet oh, on yeah. the plane. yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, you can't even stand up in that.
2: So, like, do you pee out the window?
1: Well, no, you just have to carry a bottle with you.
2: All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of sidetracked, but, you know, had to ask.
1: It's an important question, actually. Exactly. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, if you need to go, you know, um. Uh, you know, you can't land in another country where you're not supposed to stop.
0: <laughs> have you Plus thought about? A new um, plane. Sorry, have you thought about wearing nappies like the adult diapers? Say again? Have you heard about? Sorry, have you thought about wearing adult diapers?
1: Oh, don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, you can imagine, um, that, You know, you're sitting in that seat for at least seven and a half hours. Yeah. So you want to be as comfortable as you can. Yeah. Um and um, you're talking about comfortable um you know we were actually wrapped around um, because um, of the fuel constraints that if you use heating you use up fuel
2: uh-huh.
1: um, so we couldn't use heating and you can imagine uh, flying at you know thirteen, fourteen thousand 14 thousand feet um, you're experiencing at least minus five degrees <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> um, so we, we didn't have heater we didn't have uh, we couldn't use heaters um, so we had actually had blankets, <laughs> and um we covered ourselves in blankets and uh, yeah, watching Netflix. <laughs> oh, no.
0: How um did you watch it through the internet or was it downloaded?
1: Uh no, it's gotta be downloaded. Oh, okay.
0: So there's no reception up yeah. there?
1: Well um no, we had setphone um where you can, you know, send normal messages mm-hmm. which we had to um to our dispatcher team. So dispatcher team basically manages all our flight plans and everything. Um, so we don't have to do all the paperwork, um, but yeah, yeah. So
2: airplane Aero, mode, man. Airplane
1: mode. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no internet for like five days, and I was uh, exhausted.
2: Yeah, oh, this day and age, isn't it?
3: And what, yeah. was this the flight that uh, you got struck by lightning?
1: This was yes. Um, at the, so this was actually climbing up from Thailand on the way to Malaysia, mm. um, and uh, there's a massive ocean in between. Um, so flying over waters, we're halfway across, and um, the weather radar decides to give up on us. Oh, um, so it, we turn on. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna work. Which <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't expect that from a brand new plane.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but um, so yeah, the weather radar decided to fail, um, and we were at a point where you know you either go that way or that's it. You finish. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a point of no return. So we just had to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so weather radar failed. It was a night time, so you can't see the clouds.
2: Oh God!
1: Um, so it was my turn to sleep, and the captain goes, "No, you're not sleeping." <laughs>
2: <laughs> have a uh, have a five-hour energy shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I two. Of, I actually had two of those. <laughs> um, so I was looking to the right, and he was looking to the left. Um, so all we had to do, um, you know, um, anytime a lightning strikes, it creates a massive, you know bright light in the sky and then we look where the gaps are
2: mm. and we
1: fly through the gaps so yeah and that's uh, that's how we managed to you know get there on time yeah
3: uh-huh. Uh-huh. and like was the 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 owner of the plane that you delivered it to was was he kind of upset that there was already a scratch on it because of the lightning
1: oh I did realize oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about the yeah, weather Sprayer.
1: Oh no, we we yeah, no, we told him um about the weather radar. Wow, okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, because in, in the Philippines, um, where we delivered the plane, it's um high mountains. Mm. very, very high mountains. Um, so you're only allowed to fly um during daytime. Mm. um and if there's no clouds, so yeah. I okay. oh. don't think you would have needed it. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: cool. Okay. Yeah. So like you know how you know this whole year has gone through COVID nineteen and Everyone, you know, so many people may, may have lost jobs, and like everyone's been doing more online studying, online work. Like, what's the COVID effect in 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 your industry, like the aviation industry?
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, aviation has been hit the most by COVID, um, because it's airlines are depending on people traveling from one place to the other, and if countries are banning people, you know, not to allow uh, people into the country, then. Uh, It just affects the industry as a whole. Um, So a lot of airline pilots have been made furlough um, because they just can't afford to keep the pilots. Um, So, yeah, but as an instructor-wise, it's actually not bad because um, what students think, um, and which is what's correct, um, is that um, if they train now, um, students normally take anywhere between a year and three years to become a pilot, so if they start now, and I'm pretty sure in, you know, two or three years, the COVID thing would have slowed down um, and the airline industry would have started hiring. Um, and to be honest, if you look in the Asian, you know, areas, a lot of airlines are still hiring um, experienced mm. pilots. So if you're willing to, you know, transfer, move yourself um, across the globe, then there's definitely opportunities. Um, but as, as an instructor, what's happened is... Um, the market has been saturated. So last year, this time, um, our flight school actually had two instructors. And uh, one time, I think it was a whole week where the flight school had no instructors um, because we were either on holiday or we had uh, a course to go on. Whereas now we have at least seven different instructors. Um, So what's actually happened is that all these airline pilots who have instructor rating They've come back to instructing part-time because yeah. um, they're not flying that much. So they come back to instructing and then, uh, yeah, the market has been saturated with a lot of pilots <laughs> at home.
3: That's uh, <laughs>
1: great. I can,
3: I can, do you know anyone
1: who's like been furloughed? A lot of people, yes. <laughs> uh,
2: like, I mean, it's better not losing the job, I guess, because furloughed, like, at least they get paid some something.
1: Yeah, but um, the thing with the airlines is that, yeah, they keep you further for, you know, a month or two, and then they give you uh, a letter saying, we can't afford to keep you anymore.
2: Yeah, that Um, is true. So uh, it's a scary thing.
1: Yeah, a lot of um, my friends from the airlines, um, they've done that. um, Yeah. Because they keep them further for, you know, two or three months, and then the airline says, well, we can't afford to keep you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, They they say, you know, we'll keep you in the waiting list um, for the next round, but what's gone is gone
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: but do you have do they like get a, a sorry go on south Africa.
1: do they get like a
3: retendency? like you know like if if you know they didn't do anything wrong they're kind of sacked so like do they get yeah. any money for it
1: yeah i think um they um i don't know how much it, it all depends on the airline different airline have different you know rules um but yeah no they do get at least um i would say two or three months wage yeah that's that's at least something yeah, something to, you know, get them started on to something else.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. So do you have like a positive outlook or a negative outlook for the near future in terms of like maybe two, three years for the
1: um, industry? For the two, three years, it will um, definitely take time to recover. But you've got to remember um, that the Ryanair that we fly in today um, that are offering, you know, £10 return tickets, they actually bought their aircraft, um, their planes, in uh, the nine eleven attacks. Right. So when the nine eleven attack happened, um, that's when they bought bought um, bought their planes because um, they got it so cheap because the airline industry was quite uh, hit. Yeah. Um, so they got it so cheap, and that's how you know they're able to um, actually have uh, such a niche market at the moment. That's um, fine, so it's a, a fun fact. <laughs> yeah it's actually um the best time for some of the small airlines to get themselves started because you go to a company and tell them we need you know this many amounts of planes and they can give you some really good deals that they wouldn't give you last year this time
2: yeah that is true
1: so definitely you that's your next <laughs> investing To <laughs> <Who>, me yeah
2: <laughs> now man you know it's still a bit iffy about airlines isn't it
1: <laughs>
2: no offense but it's a bit so I, scary I, I would
1: actually I would actually say within the next um ten years you'll definitely see at least six or seven <laughs> new airlines pop up
2: I think we should we should all become like you know an airline company or just be middlemen and like just you know sell planes
1: <laughs> I would just say start my own airline <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly like a private private airline,
1: yeah yeah that's actually possible you know um it's not too hard Uh, all you've got to do is get some certification and um rent some planes and start transferring people
2: right that's a project like two three years from now
1: yeah literally let's let's put a
2: pin to it okay cool Uh, cool cool
1: (laughs)
3: more more to you kathan like when when you initiated yourself in this journey like how's your how's the support in your family you know like because you're going against the Asian norm of becoming an engineer or like a medic student or something
1: like that. Yeah, doctor is the main one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I I since they, uh, you know um, when I was uh, a kid, my dad knew I wanted to be a pilot. If uh, I'm not a pilot, I'm nothing.
3: <laughs> no. Right.
1: So yeah, no. But um, the support that um I got from them was um quite huge because I. You know, I used to turn up. Um, uh, I, I used to go home and um, tell my dad that, look, I need um, you know a thousand pounds by next week to pay for <laughs> some of my lessons. Um, so he, you know, he wouldn't say no because I he knew that I would you know finish it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he, he he did anything, but he got the money for me.
2: That's really nice. I that. think,
3: like Annika brought it to me, like that you also did DJing,
1: didn't you? Yeah. Well, I used to, to do. Out. I used to do newspaper rounds in the morning. Um, so, do you know Madame Tushwartz?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I used to deliver all the houses around Madame Tussauds. Oh, wow. Um, so I used to actually wake up at like half past three in the morning. Um, oh. This is actually after, just after my GCSEs. Um, so I used to wake up at half three in the morning, then uh, go do some paper rounds, which was quite fun. You know, you get to listen to music and watch the sunrise and watch how the rich people live their life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, did um, newspaper rounds, which uh, paid me quite well. And then I used to also do DJing, which yeah. also paid me towards my training. So, yeah, DJing, I think, was the main source towards funding myself for the training. Well, that's awesome.
2: That's really- I want to become a DJ, but it's not happening. <laughs> I did
1: my last gig on... The, um, 31st december
2: 2019 oh so it's gonna be almost a year
1: almost
2: a year now yeah damn this is quite literally a story where you know where you listen to someone not like it happened to our friend but sometimes when you listen to someone it's like oh they started when they were like you know they used to wake up at two they used to do this this but this actually happens in real life like sometimes Exactly. Sometimes you're like, oh, this is probably in, from the movies, isn't it? Um, you don't want to believe that much because like, it's so much work to do and achieve that much, but it's happened to you. And, you know, the struggles, the pain, and it's you know, quite inspiring to young people as well.
1: But yeah, it- absolutely. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's one of my main aims is to inspire other young people into avi- not just aviation, but, you know, inspiring them to do whatever they want to do,
2: mm.
1: whatever they want to succeed in.
2: No, it's,
3: that's it's like yeah when 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 his biographic will biopic will be made in the future. Yeah. it yeah. will be a really really interesting <laughs> movie. Literally. Oh, you like? Um, into, are crossed. you are you into journalism? Like, do you like keep a diary or
1: anything? Oh yeah, I do keep a diary. Um, I, I did you know I did make diaries and then filled like two pages then lost them. <laughs> um, that's happened about. 15 times i would say is that exactly. in your planes uh, no no that stay with me all the time in my bag or you know somewhere at home um yeah. but um yeah i do have a rough diary i don't i i need to create a one that i keep daily track um it's sometimes i just can't be bothered <laughs> yeah um because it's just too much work and then mm. uh, yeah I, I do need to create one but i do have a rough diary um since um Revising for GCSEs and making timetables.
2: Yeah, that's nice. It's like so, a, yeah. when you grow older or something, you can look back. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of young people, you said you want to like inspire them. Uh, you were on BBC News as well, and mm-hmm. you're like one of the youngest, youngest ones. So what, what questions do you get? Like, I, I, I assume you probably get loads of questions from young, um, you know, students from your flight school. What's the main question? Is it like, how, how did you do it? Or like,
1: well, the main, the main question I get is like, are you really a pilot? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: but yeah. Um, one of the trial lessons, um, they actually made me pull out um, my license Yeah. because they wouldn't believe, um, I'm a flight instructor. <laughs> um, so it's, um, but once, you know, once you get in the aircraft, um, once, um, they realize that you know what you're doing, then they're comfortable. But when they just, just step into the vet school and uh, the manager says, here's your instructor. Yeah. Um, personally, you know, I would be hoping for someone who's, um, who's uh, you know, quite old, um, you know, at least in their 30s or twenty, mm-hmm. late 20s. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the main shock that people get when they see me. Um, but, and that's what a couple of my students had. Um, they didn't know if I was a good instructor or not a good instructor. But I think once they fly with you, um, they know how you instruct. And um, yeah, there are some students um, where you just know what their um, what teaching techniques works for them, yeah. because um, different technique works for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you just gotta um, you know take that into into mind. Yeah.
3: And like, what's the hardest thing to teach? Do you think, like, when uh,
1: when you're trying to train them, landings. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, landings are the most dangerous things, um, you know, that, even whilst flying normally, because um, a lot of things go wrong in landing. Um, because in landing, um, you know, you're only 1.3 times more the stalling speed. A um, stalling speed is where the planes, you know, um, they don't fly, they just come down and hit the ground. Um, they don't go forward anymore. Um, so you've got to remember, you've only got that 0. 0.3 of a margin. Um and teaching them to keep the speed on the approach, um how the approach looks like. And the main thing is a round out, is the final, you know, five seconds. Yeah. Um is where when they touch the veils on the ground. Mm. Um and that's most important because every landing is different. You got a you to take wind into account, um
2: yeah.
1: wind uh, you know, cross wind, wind shear, how much it is and uh, different techniques for each um each weather condition. Um so, yeah, the, the hardest thing is the landing and the mm-hmm. final five seconds that you teach them um, of how the approach looks like and how it should look like at the end.
3: Yeah. Now, like, kind of coming back to you, like, um, what's what's your end goal? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to fly a commercial plane, like you said, Ryanair, or, or like even something bigger like British Airways, or do you want to go into something else?
1: Yeah. Um one of my main goals um, is to, well, seems been the start, um, is to go commercial, is to fly the commercial plane. Um, the reason being is, you know, um, they're just so massive, and you stand next to one, and you just think, how on the earth does this thing stay in the air? Um, it's, uh, yeah, and uh, being in one and flying in one, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's quite an immense joy. Um, and my other aim is to actually... Um, you know do aerobatics mm. um fingers crossed um you know get some experience into aerobatics and fly into the red bull air race yeah. so they've closed the air race for now um but um, i think it should come back within the uh, next uh, three or four years um so hopefully fly in red bull air race and also do air racing
2: yeah
1: so air racing works um similar to car racing um, but you can race in your own plane basically now what happens is that um, each plane takes off at a different time so the computer calculates um on the basis of performance of your plane of Mm -hmm. um, how far ahead should you be from the others and they calculate it so well that at the end all the planes just dive in towards the finish line (laughs) um but that's got to be really really precise um because um normally on average um even if i fly now i lose you know at um about 100 feet here or there um in the airways you can't lose more than 40 feet all oh, right because so you know it's um it, your flying skills have to be on point mm-hmm. that's can you, cool
3: can imagine the adrenaline rush that that could give you
2: yeah and plus it's like, yeah plus it's just like you and the engine and it's i, I don't think there's some anything else except the body of the plane so it's really light plane right and uh, it is
1: yeah yeah and especially aerobatics because you yeah. know um um you're feeling anywhere from uh, i'd say plus eight to minus five,
2: um,
1: wow. five g 5g yeah um so g force you know hurts you a lot <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right um lastly um so you've been a uk youngest pilot um any quotes or any anything that you want to say to inspire the younger audience for our podcast? Um, because, you know, it's been a really hard year for everyone and uh, social media is uh, not really a friendly place to be, but, uh, you know, just wrap it up and, you know, any inspiration and quotes, um, yeah, or a message um, you want to deliver to the audience?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, um, I'm following this quote since I was doing my GCSEs um, which was I, I can't remember who this was said by um, but um, I <laughs> I turn my computer on to revise for like you know science or maths and then uh, <laughs> end up going on to YouTube and it's like okay motivation I need motivation. <laughs> in <the>
3: rabbit
1: hole. <laughs> yeah yeah and then I end up A not monkey. doing anything yeah <laughs> um, so this one of the quotes that stuck to me um it's not a quote it's a saying is um you know you've come into this life for a reason
2: mm.
1: if you don't do anything um you know no one will even recognize that you were here yeah um you just come and go whereas if you do something people re- will remember you um for their lifetimes you need to do something that people know that you came into this world mm. and did something and um i would say the other quote um i've been going by is um by richard branson um and he says, you know, um, if uh, you get an opportunity, um, take it and then learn how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, which you can't really do, you know. You can't say, okay, yeah, um, there's an there's a Boeing opportunity. I'm going to take it and then learn how to fly. Um, you yeah. know, there are, it, you know, it does have its limits. Um, but it just shows you that, um, you know, I got off, offered um, the opportunity of uh, becoming an operations manager, mm. um, and um, I knew I got offered for a reason, so I, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I have no experience in marketing, I have no experience in anything, you know. Um, I'll still take it. Um, and I took it, and I worked, um, like, my own flight school. And I got it to a point where, you know, it was competing with uh, the top schools. Damn. So, yeah, I would uh, definitely say, yeah, if you get an opportunity, take it, and then learn how to do it.
2: <laughs> nice, nice. Um and, uh, well yeah um that's that wraps up our podcast for today with the uk's youngest pilot kathan dadella um yeah i'll actually tell
1: you a fun fact um when you fly in in ryanair you've always um had those bad landings haven't you yeah
2: Yeah. man every single time last time i landed i thought i thought i'm gonna (laughs) die because i thought the plane's gonna (laughs) roll over and i'm dead
1: yeah literally but to be honest um This has been said by a lot of aviation experts um, and people who actually train for Ryanair and British Airways. Um, So they have said that Ryanair have some of the best training in the world. Really? So Ryanair pilots have some of the best training in the world. No way. So this has been confirmed, you know, um, by a lot of people.
2: Why is that? Because I flew British Airways from Prague to London. And the landing there was so smooth; I didn't feel like you know the plane has landed. But with Ryanair, when I land in, you've landed. Sir, yeah, I actually landed. <laughs> like I know I landed. <laughs> like yeah, some.
1: I think they just want to wake you up.
2: <laughs> probably, or because no. Ryanair, I think, is on a, such a tight schedule because they have planes leaving every moment. Probably that's why. I don't know. Um,
1: but, it's. I don't think it's that. Um, I, I would probably say because um. The thing is, in other airlines, there's uh, a lot of, um, it's it's all automated. So you only, get, in the airlines, you only get to take control, um, you know, 20 seconds before landing. Um, I'm not sure if this is still the case in Ryanair, but um, I think they get to hand fly it a lot. Um, and I don't know the reason behind all the hard landings, because I've experienced that as well. <laughs> um, which I think I should go and explore when I get some, you know, <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, um, But yeah, no, they, they have some of the best training, I would well, say, in the world.
0: Then, All right. Um, Thank you, Kathan, yeah. for coming here today and telling us a little Pleasure. bit about yourself and your experiences in the aviation world. Um, I think the ASP crew had a great time asking you questions, and we are like really, really interested by everything you said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um
0: yeah, so before we leave, um, I want to thank Violet Parfums again one last time for um, giving us samples of their new Cycle 001 range. Cool. Um, I have talked to you guys about it, haven't I? The South Organic cat. I've yeah. described yeah. it as um, walking in the French streets on an autumn day, you know. Um, like um, It's a very sophisticated office fragrance um you start off with it starts off with a woody pink peppery note translate to like a musky powdery iris kind of smell by the end um amazing performance amazing uh sillage silage meaning like how much it evaporates into the room so yeah if you're thinking about getting something for the office or you know the upcoming december christmas, christmas holiday christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is an amazing buy amazing um doesn't cost too much about standard price of a perfume that you'd get it on high perfume. street.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah, one last time, thank you, Kathan, for joining us today.
1: You're most welcome. It was uh, it was uh, quite nice to talk to you. <laughs>
0: um, Likewise. Likewise, I did we, did, should we tell them about what happened? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah.
3: Why should. not? Go ahead, then.
1: Um, <laughs> so Listen, I wasn't informed about this. Okay, uh, let it's me tell you, okay. I wasn't so, informed about anything. <laughs> <here>. I'll just <laughs> briefly run
0: down the narrative. So, we are an unsophisticated people. We are uns- unsophisticated people. So, we did record with him, uh, maybe like four, or five days ago, right? Yes. Yeah. On Tuesday or
3: something. Um, like
0: and there may have been a slight misfire in the communication department.
2: Probably my fault, but.
1: Wonder
0: who that is. Yeah, so you guys wouldn't be able to tell, but this is actually our second time recording this episode, and honestly, both times, even though the same questions were asked, it was still very, very interesting to listen to the answers again.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm. I mean, when when else are you going to talk to the UK's youngest flying instructor? You
2: know. Exactly, he's been so busy. It's hard to you know get him to ground.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, st- I'm still at the flight school, you know. I'm doing the paperwork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we we couldn't be more grateful for, uh, you know, giving us another hour of your time to record. Um
3: well, we didn't no, touch problem. on the fact how me and Anikat and uh, another friend of ours, uh, we got the opportunity to be flown with Catan. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it was two years ago, yeah,
1: 2018. Yeah, 2018, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think... Um, so, um, do you know, do you want to know who my first um, passenger was? Uh, uh, no, after. yes.
2: Was it the actor?
1: No, oh, no, Rajpal. no. No, it yeah, wasn't that... Rajpal. Yeah, no, um, It was actually um, one of the ICT teachers. <laughs> oh, Ooh.
3: was it Mr. Murderbox? Uh, Mr. Aidan. Oh.
1: Yeah, he was actually, um, I got my license um, and he was the first person to fly with me.
2: Really?
0: did you offer it to him or um, did he ask you
1: did he well, do, uh, no, when i was doing my b-tech ict he knew that um well because i used to you know bunk lessons here <laughs> and there um but i told him that look this is what i'm doing um i'll do all the coursework and everything you want <laughs> but um because sometimes the instructor would uh, message me saying kathan the weather's good yeah. and uh, uk being uk you know the weather can change uh any minute mm. so i would uh take every single opportunity and I told Mr. Aiden like, Look, this is the situation. <laughs> could you help yeah. me out here? Um yeah. and uh, he said, Yeah, I'll just send you all the assignments, you do the assignments and that should be fine. Um so yeah, he helped me out and um then I offered him a flight. Nice wow. yeah, thank you. As a thank you, yeah. yeah um, you know really something nice. I could offer him. Yeah. Mm,
2: that's really nice. And uh that's we should good. definitely do a one year catch up in it. Um definitely. as we said last podcast where we forgot to record <laughs> um (laughs) but one year catch-up will be amazing because we'll see the journey of your life and our podcast as well because we've just started and i think this month will be a crazy month for us as well as you uh big things coming up for anyone definitely yeah
1: i I think the more the word gets out um the bigger it will be
2: exactly like even for you you will get loads of um students and you know exposure sponsorships i hope you get that yeah and, Red Bull, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: like hopefully once like covid kind of settles down we can we can go for another flight soon
1: yeah hopefully. um i think this time we'll go to isle of wight actually um, nice uh, can't okay. wait. yeah yeah because flying can't local wait. is um uh, is getting kind of boring for me now <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we'll go to isle of for a day or two and then, yeah can't Should wait can't wait all right.
3: So yeah, yeah, thank you very much.
0: Thank for you listening. everybody thank you. for listening. Bye-bye. Wait, you there's an important part that you're forgetting.
2: What? Oh, oh, okay. So, question for the audience. <laughs> um, yeah. So, if you... Oh, this is a tricky one because, uh, you know, I forgot what I asked last podcast, but...
3: I think I think you asked, like, you know, what do you want to do? What's your dream? Like. Yeah, you know, what's
2: your dream and, like... Inspiration. Uh, What's your dream? What's your inspiration? Like, if you want to be something, like as Kathan is the youngest pilot instructor, what would you want to be like as a youngest? So you could be like a, life. yeah, yeah. So like a youngest pilot instructor, uh, the youngest taekwondo world champion. You know, something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> and even if yeah, you've and
1: uh, I think uh, it's uh, you also asked what you're doing about it, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, what are you doing about it? Like, are you, as yeah. Catherine said, I, did you take the opportunity or have you, like, passed it or, like, have you given up? Um, just let us know. Um, think about it to yourself in the shower or wherever. And, yeah. and even if
0: you're, racing. you know, past the age, yeah. there's still time for you to do what you love. Yep. All right.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd say um, the final advice for me is, you know, if you want to do something, um, send out, uh, you know, reach out to people because um, that's how they'll know you. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, my my method of reaching out to people is send out 1000 emails and one of them will get back to you definitely (laughs)
2: gary Gary yeah that is what we that is what i I intend to do
0: all right thank you all for listening and we'll see you in the next episodes of a sophisticated podcast
2: take care Bye. bye